And now, The Federal Drive with Tom Temin. Hello, and thanks for joining us on this Monday, July 12th, 2021, seven minutes past the hour. I'm Tom Temin. Our producers are Eric White and Peter Masurlian, our digital editors, Amelia Brust and David Thornton. Coming up in this hour of The Federal Drive, this Navy civilian engineer kept some tricky technology programs going through a tough year. Plus, federal technology transfer is a bigger, more extensive business than you might have realized. Those stories much more ahead during this hour of The Federal Drive. But first, the Navy's $223 million contract with CGI for a new contract writing system is at risk of collapse. The service has problems ranging from vendor performance to implementing an unsatisfactory and inflexible product to significant cost and schedule increases are all plaguing this effort. The Army has a similar project with CGI that's not much better off. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has exclusive details about why the Navy hit the pause button on the CGI program and why the Army may not be far behind. Jason joins me now with all of the details. And Jason, you did a story about this back in February of 2020. We're talking about the basic environment that the Navy would use to do all of its contracting and procurement work. This is the new contract writing system that really they're trying to pull data together, pull all the different new capabilities in and really modernize the entire approach. And this is something that the Navy's been working on for better than 27 months. This is something the Army's been working on now, pushing four and a half years. And Tom, both of these efforts are just not in good places. And the Navy's was in such bad place that they actually hit the pause button. This is the second time that this Navy and Army has told CGI, hey, you better fix this or else back in 2020 or late 2019, the Army actually issued what they call a cure letter to CGI to say basically cure the problems or else. So this has been a has a long history of struggles. Sure. And uh, tell us some of the details you uncovered. You got hold of some internal documents on why the Navy project is really teetering here on failure. On June 11th, uh, Kevin Allen, the Navy's program manager for enterprise systems and services, sent out an email that we got a copy of really laying out just how bad the situation is for the Navy. And and he points out things like 100% of the limited deployment requirements have not met the requirements. There are 295 open defects. That's around user acceptance testing and IT. And and, and over 100 of them are what they call critical or high defects. They said the user feedback was just awful. They got an F. They said that even after users were trained, that CGI still needed to give users significant support to use the system. And Tom, what's really interesting about the problems is the electronic procurement system, which is the Navy's version, can't produce what they call, quote unquote, legally sufficient contract documents and doesn't validate data when it's entered. And there's still 19 of those defects deemed critical or high that have been in place since the system went live more than 18 months of development. I mean, this is just an unacceptable risk. And it's not just about that piece. There's also cost and schedule delays. Again, Kevin Allen writes in his email that we've obtained CGI estimates delays in the program have already incurred a cost of increases over a million dollars per month. And the Navy's program office estimates a total cost would rise by 350%. And the timeline to deliver the first and second software release would be extended by 84%. Tom, this all spells disaster in so many different ways. 
from where the Navy was a year ago from the, where the Navy started back in 2019 with the, with the idea and the contract award and the document development, the Navy's already spent upwards of $25 million and probably more on this program. And that's why they're pausing it to say, where do we go next? We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jason Miller. And you stated that the Navy is about 27 months into theirs. The Army is ahead of the Navy in terms of time, more than four years. And so what's the status there? Because that might give a clue to where the Navy's headed. The Army seems to be in much better shape than the Navy. And when I say much, I think that should be <laughs> Relative. In, 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 real, in real quotes here, because they, they also have had faced similar problems. In fact, if you dig into the Army's documentation for their budget, they talk about schedule slips and they talk about cost increases and rebaselining. It's maybe a rosier picture on the surface, but when you dig underneath, and I've talked to some folks in industry who've told me, well, the Army quietly reached out toward the end of 2020 to do some more market research. My source calls it an analysis of alternatives. The Army says we did not do an analysis of alternatives. So no matter what you call it, the Army was looking to say, where else can we go? What other answers can we come up with? Because this is not going in the way we expect it to. Now, the Army still plans to launch some of their pilots later this year. They have pilots planned in progress. They have a minimum viable product in process currently, and they have other ones that are in the works in the planning stages. So, Tom, as you see, they feel more confident where they're going, but neither program, I think, is in really great shape. And did you contact CGI? What did the contractor have to say about all this? I did contact CGI. Unfortunately, they were unable to comment. Uh, I know last time we talked to them back in February 2020, they uh, admitted that there are some challenges going on here. But for this round, they just were unavailable to comment. Agencies have been known to abandon projects over the years if they just can't feel like they can get them right with any kind of reasonable amount of money. What happens to the Navy and the Army if these ultimately don't make it into production? One of the things we should look at is what's going on at the Air Force and the DOD's fourth estate. That's like DCMA and DCA and DISA and Washington Headquarters Services. And back in 2020, Ellen Lord, who was then the Undersecretary of, of Defense for Acquisition and Sustainment, issued a memo saying to the fourth estate, you need to move to this, what the Air Force system called CON-IT, contracting IT. And I think what what the Navy and the Army have started to do, they started to look at what the Air Force system looks like. Is it possible to move there? What would it take to move there? So, Tom, I think this memo from Ellen Lord really is, is potentially showing the way forward for both the Army and the Navy. Now, again, I talked to someone in industry who's, who understands this much better than any of us do, and they say the issue with the Air Force system is it's called a GOTS system, a government off the shelf. Again, they're trying to move away from what the current system is, which is a government off the shelf. So moving from one GOTS to another GOTS is not necessarily the answer either. The question is, what is the answer? Was it the system, the CGI system, that's the problem? Was it their requirements that the Army and the Navy was the problem? Was it the wrong integrator? They're kind of doing what this industry source called some soul searching for why this project has gone off the rails and why it's teetering on failure. Because it doesn't sound like there's any commercial product, say, from the industrial procurement system of General Motors or something, that would really apply to the way the government goes about its business of contracts. What's important to keep in mind on this is 
is this a business process issue or a technology issue? Tom, you and I have been around long enough to know it's rarely a technology issue. It's usually a business process issue. And both the Army and the Navy have told me we have changed our business processes. We have really looked deep into how do we do contracting today and how does it meet the commercial off-the-shelf system. I, I don't think it's a matter of there's no system that can handle it. It's whether or not the system is flexible enough and whether or not the Army and the Navy or whomever agency is flexible enough to come find middle ground. And they're not asking for all this, if you will, customization to create government off-the-shelf system, a GOT system. And I think that's where many of these projects get held up is because there's too much customization or somebody is unbendable. Or they keep changing the requirements and that can get software development further and further off the tracks too. I think that's a common system. We've seen that with so many different examples. DOD had their dimer system, which failed as a virtual case file over at FBI from several years ago. I think you're absolutely right. It's unclear where the hiccup is, whether it is, you know, my industry source says, you know, was the CGI system just not mature enough? It was not implemented anywhere in DOD. So therefore, why did the Army and the Navy pick a system that maybe had no track record within DOD? Are there other systems that do have track records in DOD? that maybe they could have used. And again, you have over at the General Services Administration, they have a contract writing system that they're implementing. Could they have just borrowed that one and, and used it? Because Tom, you and I know contract writing across the government, there is a, a set of standards around it. That's why we have the federal acquisition regulations. That's why most contracting within government is based on a set of rules and regulations that everyone needs to or should be following. After you get past that baseline, that's where things can change. Sure. So at this point, then, these programs are kind of on pause. There will be come-to-Jesus meetings, but they're not canceled. Correct. The contracts are not canceled. They're not even, uh, you know, at one point we had thought there was some sort of stop work order issued. That is not the case. It's just a pause, you know, called a strategic pause. And I think the Navy wants to step back and see what can be salvaged, what can be fixed, where they go next. I think the Army has not issued a stop work order. The issue, the Army continues to move forward with CGI. And in fact, the Army said that they're holding CGI accountable in the sense of they're saying to them, your contract payment, you're incentivized to get this right, or you will not get paid a certain amount. Now, what that incentive is, whether it's a 10% incentive or an 80% incentive, we don't know, but they're incentivizing CGI to get it right. So it'll be interesting to see how this goes forward. There's a lot of things that are still unclear, but Tom, this is another example, unfortunately, of government going into a big project and, and falling on its face a little bit too hard. Federal News Network's Jason Miller, thanks so much. Thank you, Tom. Check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Still ahead, federal technology transfer is a bigger, more extensive business than you might have realized. This is The Federal Drive with Tom Temin here on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.